the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. It's the man they call Dave with the Working Fans Podcast. And today we have a repeat guest. Zoe Zager is back. Last time she was here, we recorded January 5th, 2021. You were already about three years into your career. Yeah. And of course, the pandemic happened. So you were getting used to wrestling in front of fans. And that gets taken away from you. Yeah. You have to get, Yeah, you have to get used to working in front of fans again. Just a little refresher before we get into that, though, for people who maybe didn't hear the first interview. You broke in training with Lance Storm and then you had help see if I remember this correctly Richard Blaze Michael Blaze yeah and Heavy Metal correct yeah I didn't get to ask you this last time Heavy Metal is a name I've actually heard a lot about on the independent circuit and stuff too tell us about him I'll be honest, like as much as I trade with him, I didn't know a whole lot about what he's done. I know that years ago he's worked in Mexico before. Right now he's branching out into the BC scene a little bit more, but primarily Alberta based. And then I think goes out to Winnipeg on occasion and that sort of stuff. And he's been around for... 18 or so years but other than training i hadn't worked a whole lot around him prior to that and some of the people that got you interested in wrestling i remember was bailey right that was one of your yes. coming in you were telling me if i remember correctly you were a little disenfranchised the first time you watched wrestling i think they were doing the piggy james yeah yeah, and then you came back, and it was like Bailey versus Asuka, and the in-ring had improved so much. To I shouldn't say improve, the focus on the in-ring. Yeah, so. definitely. I'm upset that she hasn't wrestled in a while, I'll be honest. But yeah, she got me like hooked from that match was like when the obsession started. She's just so cool and so awesome and so like genuine, and it's awesome to see even like with her heel work and with her baby face work i'm very interested to see like how she plays it up once she's back hopefully soon yeah i mean we just take a little quick this is fan stuff about bailey i mean since we're going to talk about you know come you coming back from the pandemic mm-hmm. bailey like the MVP, I felt like in terms yeah. of that era, like her and Sasha together, like the stuff they were doing, in particular Bailey, like when everybody else was struggling in that empty arena setting, she was the one that started like insulting Michael Cole and mm-hmm. doing different things. It was crazy. Yeah. 
it was really cool to see because it was like the pandemic i was able to put a lot of focus on watching that product more than i have since or before and being able to with michael and with a couple of my friends to watch the stuff and to like hear what michael was saying about it because he was trained by tj and still in contact and so hearing the little stories about it because a lot of those were pre-taped and so hearing like their complications and seeing how they fixed it kind of on screen was very very cool to see have you had some other people that you got to work with a little more in training since or have you basically been sticking kind of with the same people as of right now or has anyone you know any other options opened up training wise no i'm still training with the same people michael taryn from accounting stephen crow primarily are like the core group of us is that as well as Bayrat Goroni, he comes in every so often when he can. And so that core group is still the same. But now I've been like working out in BC more and being able to see and work with a couple of different faces that I never was able to before and didn't know a whole lot about before. Like I had a match with Bambi Hall recently and she's just amazing. And I want to be able to have a singles match. It was a triple threat. I want to be able to have a, a singles match with her because it was that triple threat went off like better than it could have for like circumstances and so i'm anxious to be able to have another one with her one other guy you had mentioned too i might get this name wrong thaddeus archer yes yeah okay he had helped you with some pre-tapes and stuff right like he Mm -hmm. would have you like a chance to like work on your mic skills stuff like that you still getting to do that too as well at shows every so often he does his arch reports for love pro wrestling now and i've worked for every show for them since they started last october and it's been really awesome to be able to work with him again more consistently because it had been two years since i had that opportunity to really work on promos and have somebody there like with me like in person helping me out so that's been awesome so was the pandemic in a sense getting to take almost that step back and getting the opportunity to watch film and stuff with your trainers and people working with you and getting to work on these pre-tapes from an in-ring standpoint and your character and all that as a professional as a performer would you say that that had some benefits it definitely had benefits i think because i realized this like a little bit ago up until the pandemic for about a year like before the pandemic started so june 2019 from the beginning of june 2019 maybe even earlier i had maybe three weekends off of shows and so training was only open like a couple of days a week and so i wasn't able to really focus on the things that like the nitpicky things i didn't have time to realize and to have time to fix before going to the next show and then kind of like oh it's a show you can kind of let things slide a little bit training during the pandemic there were no shows and i was able to find those like little nitpicky things that needed to be fixed and be able to hammer them down and fix them so that way once shows were back and are back i don't let them slide anymore it's not something that is an issue anymore right so you were able to sharpen your skills essentially really tighten up everything yeah that's great right i mean that's taking a negative and turn it into a positive Mm-hmm, for sure it was hard during the pandemic this is only like hindsight that i'm able to right. the pandemic was very very hard but now looking back it's like oh it was like hard for a reason i was like actively learning all that time and getting better literally every day so as like, crappy as it was in general i now can look back at it fondly yeah absolutely i mean there's no substitute i'm sure for experience of being out mm-hmm. there but at the same time if you're out there and you're not getting a chance 
chance to really sharpen stuff that you probably need to. You know, I just talked to an author, Ryan Solomon, who wrote a book the chic and he wrote it during the pandemic and he said there was no way this book would have been as good if i didn't write it in during the pandemic he said i spent right. like hours a day on that i wouldn't have done that otherwise right yeah i was able to focus like so much on in-ring work i was like at the start of the pandemic i was in there literally seven days a week which is insane. I can't imagine doing that now just with life and stuff. Like that's an insane amount of time that I was able to like focus on the ring. But I was so fortunate that we were able to do that despite all the restrictions and everything. But mentally at that time too, it's a challenge because yes. probably part of it, even though you're telling me, like I remember we were talking like, yeah, we're going to get back. We're going to do this. Part of you probably must be like, are we going to do this? What's going to happen? Are we going right? Yeah. So January, that was... So we had that conversation in January, like things were going to, things were still like hard locked down. There was no sight in like when things were going to start opening up again. And then I didn't have my first show in front of fans until July at that point. So it was like six months still of like just grinding and like, is it going to open? There's rumors that it's going to open. Is it going to actually open? And then it was open for the summer and then restrictions came down and then vaccines happened and like... That was a whole thing of like, okay, restrictions are coming down now. Are we still able to run shows? Is it worth it to run at a third capacity now? And then once the vaccines hit, the workers have to be vaccinated to be in the building. Like fans have to be vaccinated to be in the building. The wrestlers have to be vaccinated to be in the building. And like there were wrestlers who didn't want to get vaccinated and were hard against it. So shows like... I mean, personally, I say cut your losses at that point, but like there were people who were at the top who now aren't on shows because they're not vaccinated. So it was a weird time during the summer of 2021 trying to just figure out how things were because everything was like constantly changing and evolving still. Luckily now it's settled a little bit, but that was like, it was just a weird time to be wrestling consistently. Sure, take me to it then. Now your first show back in front of fans. I'm sure there's a whole array of emotions here, right? I mean, happiness, nervousness. Yeah, it was weird because it was also for a promotion that I hadn't worked for in Calgary. It was for uh, Real Canadian Wrestling. And going to the show, I thought it was a triple threat. It was supposed to be myself, Taryn from Accountant, Counting versus Alex Wicker. And then I got there and it was a fatal four-way. And then by the time the show actually started, it was a fatal five-way. And so it was like a whole, like it was hectic and there were two extra people and we're trying to plan it. And this room that we're planning it in is haunted and the ceiling's leaking and it was it's like just the wildest thing and like it was people and I'd worked with Zwicker before and I've worked with Taryn before and I'd worked with Ava Lawless but never in a match and I hadn't worked with a sexy Samantha who was also in there and so it was just like a bunch of people that I only kind of knew and I was still and I wasn't sure how I was going to fit in now into this like new promotion, new fans, post-pandemic. Like I was in an unknown and the match went all right. It could have gone better, but it definitely could have gone way, way worse. I mean, I would imagine though that audience must have been starved for wrestling, I would think. Yeah, I think RCW had ran a couple of weeks okay. prior to that. So luckily it wasn't like their first show after literally nothing. Because I feel like 
I would have put more pressure on myself if that was the case. It was definitely a weird experience, especially because that room is very haunted. Very, very haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested in this room now. Expose. What's <laughs> I don't know if I have pictures of it. I'll have to ask. Oh, but, like the ceilings like coming down. It's in like an old legion and it's it's wild. Okay, so now what would you say was the time? How long before maybe obviously you're still new to the game, you're still always working on things, but how, when do you maybe you start to feel more comfortable being back? Or is that something you even still feel? Or is it always a question of like, you know? I think pretty quickly I got accustomed to being in front of fans, probably within like a month. I was back used to it. But with knowing different things that I knew coming out of the pandemic, it was, took a month to get used to. But even during that month and since then, I was much more confident in my wrestling ability and like just myself coming out of the pandemic than I was going into it. I had like a different mindset coming out of the pandemic of like of really trying to not just push myself to have the best match ever, make sure that my opponent also has their best match ever and try and really take absolutely everything Thing from every match and make it better even if it went really really well in one match make it better the next match if you do something similar if you do something not great perfect it for the next two matches and really just try and like push the boundaries of like what I thought I was able to do and really just keep on improving and don't get stagnant watch every single match back find yeah. find something because there's always something that you can improve on even if you have like the perfect match there's always something so finding the something or some things picking up on it changing it if it's bad improving on it if it's still good and just keep on going with that absolutely yeah it sounds like a great mindset did you get help from that like you know that kind of mentality from someone yeah uh, michael blaze <laughs> okay michael really responsible for a lot of this like just the best like trainer person just ever like um, a guru. <laughs> yeah she's just like the coolest person and like has helped me literally since before I like I finished Lance's and like, oh, it's been crazy knowledge that I've gotten from just like one person. You get back in the swing of things. Now, my producer, he put a little promotional pitch up for this. You had a championship belt, I noticed. I now, did your first championship come after the pandemic? My first championship came before the pandemic. It was the brand new PWA Women's Championship. They technically had one like years prior to me winning one, but they never had a belt for it. So I am the only actual first ever women's champion. I think it's a strap. I'd have to look at it, but I think it was a right strap. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Okay, okay. And then like post-pandemic, I won and lost the RCW women's title, won it from TFA, lost it to Stephen Crow. And I never got my rematch for that because I got injured. And then I am now the PWA Women's Champion and I went from Gigi Ray. I saw recently too on your social media, you got the chance to wrestle Willow Nightingale recently too. I did. I did. That was now, awesome. <laughs> so you wrestled somebody who's on AEW television, done Ring of Honor pay-per-views, MLW. How exciting is that to be, you know, kind of wrestling someone who's been on that national stage right now too? It was nerve-wracking, for sure. Because originally, I wasn't supposed to wrestle Willow. I was supposed to wrestle Giselle Shaw. And, like, oh, yeah. her having been in, like, England and now in Impact, because she started in Alberta and she trained with Lance, for some reason in my head, I wasn't as, like, intimidated by it. Just because, like, she seemed familiar. Because I I literally heard about her, like, my first week of training. And so, like, and I 
have worked with people who have worked around her. I don't know if I've I've had like probably the most of my matches total with Kat Von Hees and Kat speaks very, very highly of Giselle. And so like with her, she seemed just familiar. Yeah. But then that fell through because she had like impact media stuff scheduled for the day of the show. And so she had to pull out and Spencer is just the best human and was able to get Willow. And that just blew my mind. Because like she had had a couple of, or maybe one AEW like dark match, and the week before she did Rampage, which was just insane. But to have somebody who like has worked those places and has worked a lot of people, it's scary for sure. I didn't know what to expect. I hoped that I would would be able to hang, and I think I did. And the match was so much fun she's so easy to work with and yeah it was just a whirlwind of a night her character is obviously like this really happy positive person it doesn't seem like it's too far off like she seems no she's literally like what you see on tv is like not even that far turned up from like what she actually is she's so bubbly and so happy and i want to have another match with her very soon would just it would be the best thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's got to give you some confidence too. Like I said, just mm-hmm. to be competing with people you know that are already able to be on that national stage. So, I mean. Yeah, it was definitely a good confidence moment being able to be in the ring and being able to like hit all the things we wanted and be able to get the reactions that we wanted it was i've had that before with like people from around here which like is expected because i i work with these people all the time around here and so we know what works with each other and whatever but walking into somebody just brand new and somebody at that level too just crazy feelings you got to work out of candidate yet. I, I know you're still, obviously, you're still, you know, early in your career. I'm just curious if that's an opportunity. And if it's not, are you looking to get <laughs> No, I haven't had the opportunity to work outside of Canada yet. This year, I was able to finally branch into BC, which has been great. And a lot of the BC guys work go down to the States. They work for, like, Defy and Prestige and stuff. Yep. So hopefully, with that and having a little bit more of the eyes out west and on the coast, hopefully that'll help. I've reached out to a couple of promotions just recently so i haven't heard back from them so i i would love to be able to go down to the states to wrestle for like a defy or prestige or really just any promotion down in the states it would be so cool to be able to do that and like have a bigger audience i mean you have that match with will now too so i would think that this is very true (laughs) so that could be something you know you're sending out there that might get a little more notice too i would think yeah what are some of your goals for this year for this year i definitely making it down to the states for at least one show just kind of get my feet wet down in the scene there would be definitely very high up on my list i just want to wrestle like everywhere and everyone and just like learn a lot (laughs) and just yeah mostly just wrestle everywhere wrestle everyone uh no specific goals there's a couple of people that i would love to have matches with but like opportunities are going to be weird for those just being in canada i would love to have a match with billy starks she's so so talented yeah. You're just living for the moment right now, and <laughs> maybe we'll make it down to the U.S. Is there anywhere maybe people can find some of your matches? YouTube has a lot of my matches. The Love Pro Wrestling YouTube has, I think, all but one of my matches. I believe it's YouTube slash 
Love Pro Wrestling, maybe CA as well. Just Zoe Sager Wrestling. Usually my matches pop up, but Spencer puts up uh, the love shows on their account. And usually I retweet those links. So follow my Twitter, which is Sager Zoe, I think. It is. We haven't actually. <laughs> it's Sager Zoe, and you can correct it. Zoe underscore Sager Instagram? Yes, that is correct. And we got Zoe Sager just on Facebook. Follow you any chance to get. Anything else you want to promote before you go? July 29th, I believe, is the LPW6 Welcome to Paradise. I am wrestling Taryn from Accounting for the LPW Challenge Championship, and she's going to lose. So you guys should tune in on Twitch. Check her out. Support Zoe. She's one of the good ones out there. She's nice enough to do these interviews, and we've been following her along, and she's back at it. She's killing it. Damn straight. <laughs> thank you, Zoe. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, like, the vibes of washer and dryer, they look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Working Fans Podcast. Man, they call Dave, producer Joe, special guest, Michael Cattlewell here, who's part of BCW Pro Wrestling. He's recently let us work for him on commentary. Mike, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Not a problem. We're going to be talking top five NXT champions of all time. This can be male, female. It could be a tag team like FTR slash The Revival, which I feel we're going to see quite a bit of. Producer Joe's phone is dying. He's not on location, so I'm going to kick off with you. I'm going to give you a big list first. We got Pat Oates here, comedian, friend of the show. He's got Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa. Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, and Asuka. When I put the list out, I was expecting male champions for this, but I didn't want to differentiate. So when I saw Asuka on there, I was surprised. But, I mean, you can't really argue her as a female champion. Actually, I'll just throw this out before I kick the mic, too. With Asuka, I mean, the way she was booked, she went undefeated her whole time in that company, in that brand, and never lost that belt. I don't think I can remember a better book champion in terms of just having that kind of dominance. So, yeah, Asuka definitely, I would say, deserves there. Mike, you you told us you actually have quite a few more lists than us, so why don't you uh, hit us off with two lists here. Let's see what you got. Okay, I'm going to start off with, with my TikTok lists. I've got Slippy Knot. He's got Asuka, Finn Balor, Joe, Adam Cole, and Tommaso Ciampa. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing Finn Balor, Joe, Ciampa on a lot of lists because I got a list from Charlie Hill who's got Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Tommaso Ciampa, and as an honorable mention or breaking out the Jake rule, Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura, another great list. We got Mike Flynn. He's got Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Ciampa, Neville, and Bo Dallas. And he added Bo Dallas, might not have been the best worker out of all those guys, but I thought he was pushed great, and that's when I really got into that product. I've got Kyle C., Finn Balor, Mandy Rose, huh? Braun Breaker, Seth Rollins, and Oscar. 
Interesting. Nice blend of new and some of the older talent on that list. Yeah, that was a good pick. Now I got a list from Ryan Damon, who's got The Revival, Bailey, Shinsuke Nakamura, Asuka, and Undisputed Era. Okay, I've got Wreck Wrestling off of TikTok. He's got Tommaso Ciampa, Shayna Baszler, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, and Asuka. Shayna Baszler, great pick. Another dominant female champion at NXT. I don't think she's ever been booked quite as well since she left NXT, honestly. So dominant. Really liked her run. Now, Dave, we're going to have to ask him later on about his TikTok game because we are still so-so with ours. But a man who knows about TikTok, the mighty John White, has Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Bobby Roode, and Kevin Owens. Okay, Kevin Owens, yeah, kind of surprised he hasn't made more lists yet. I almost forgot, a guy who showed up on the main roster was still NXT champion. Yeah, that was wild. All right, I got Phil the Future from TikTok. He's got Raquel Gonzalez, Johnny Gargano, Karrion Cross, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Shayna Baszler. All right, Shayna Baszler getting some more love. Karrion Cross getting some love on that one. Joe, what do you got? Damn, you cut me off. I was about to come in with a hot line that I wasn't here for a long time. I was here for a good time. I've got <laughs> Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Braun Breaker, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, and, and I'm out. All right. Thank you, Joe. So this is going to be you and me now. Like we're <laughs> wow. about to <laughs> I'll start off. Ninja vanish right there. Yeah. <laughs> Vanishes quickly without a trace. I'd love to tell you that he's not official business, but uh... – <laughs> He's having some fun tonight. We got him <laughs> for a little while. I got Randy Osga. He's got Adam Cole, The Revival, Finn Bauer, Asuka, Tomasa Ciampa. I think, you know, the more we keep seeing this list, I feel like Ciampa, Adam Cole, Asuka, Bauer, and Baszler, they're all the ones we keep seeing. Like, I feel like Asuka and Baszler are going to be the top two females we're generally going to see. And then with the guys, it just feels like Ciampa, Cole, Gargano, Bauer, almost like those four. Right. I've got Live Zone Sports off of TikTok. He's got Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, Shayna Baszler, Sasha Banks, and Ah, Kevin Owens. Of course, Sasha Banks. That's right. Absolutely. Actually, I'll give you my list because I was thinking that too. I got Adam Cole, The Revival, Johnny Gargano, and then Asuka. And then I thought of another woman that I haven't heard a lot of was Bailey. Another one who kind of went out her and bangs they tore it up they had those great iron woman matches there so yeah that was a great time in nxt what else yeah. do we got okay i've got cj talks wrestling on uh, tiktok he's got oscar Shayna baszler tomaso champa finn balor and adam cole adam cole dominating i got alex lorenzo who's got adam cole oscar diy the undisputed era and bailey and I'm getting down to, I think, like three more. So I'm going to have you hit me with a few here. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm getting to our wrestlers now. I've got professional wrestler Noah Hossman, trained by Dr. Tom and Kurt the Lone Star Stallion. He's got Neville, Finn Balor, Asuka, Adam Cole, and Seth Rollins. Nice. All right, let's keep the wrestlers coming, then. What else we got? All right. Got super fan Richie Wong. He's got Asuka, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Finn Balor, and Adam Cole. I'll throw another list here. I got Jake St. John. He's got FTR, or the Revival, as they were known then, Shayna Baszler, Adam Cole, Asuka, Ciampa. We got Chris Williamson. He's got Asuka, Finn Balor, Bailey, Shayna Baszler, and Samoa Joe. 
Samoa Joe. That's a guy I feel like, yeah, I mean, he should probably be up there too when I think of all the list because he ended up coming back towards the end when Triple H was, yeah. He is the only three-time NXT champion. Absolutely. And one of the most legit, I mean, obviously there's plenty, but like when I think of like all his stuff, like everything he does, like it looks so real. And like even on the mic, like he just comes off as that intimidating presence. Yeah, which is what you get whenever you get a little bit of creative control and you can do what you want to do. Absolutely, <laughs> never wrong with that. And if you're good too, right? Obviously, you have to be good to back that up too. Absolutely, you don't get creative control just being any scrub off the street for sure. I'll tell you what, because you said creative, and I got a list here that's interesting. I had to ask this guy. So Scott from Voluntown, he sent me a list. Tomasa Ciampa, Finn Bauer, Adam Cole, Oscar, and then he sent me something that said Riley Bishop. So I questioned him. I said, who is Riley Bishop? Apparently it was Neville, and it was one of the okay. names to him. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I was like, who would look at that guy <laughs> and think there's anything that says Bishop about him? <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. But like, let's see, what else do we got for list here? We got wrestler Alex Guerra. He's got Kevin Owens, Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Asuka, and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, that's the name we probably haven't heard a ton of yet, too. One of the, I would say, great talents in the sport today. In the sense, too, he can always seem to kind of reinvent himself. You know, like he can be that great underdog babyface, or he can be that conniving heel who cheats people and outthinks them. I really like Sammy. Yeah, we kind of referred to Sammy Zayn as Mr. Chicken Salad. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's great. Who else do we got here, Mike? I've got Mikey Powers. He's got Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Dolph Ziggler, Bailey, and Mandy Rose. Andy Rose. We've got Elsie Green. He's got Adam Cole, Asuka, Johnny Gargano, Shayna Baszler, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Awesome. I've got Squared Circle Pro owner and promoter, Rick Elsie. He's got Bobby Roode, Tommaso Ciampa, Asuka, Rhea Ripley, and here's one we haven't had before, Walter. Walter. Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad you mentioned that because... My next guy is Zach St. John from Griswold, Connecticut, and he's got Adam Cole, Champa, Revival, Undisputed Era, and Walter. <laughs> so we actually got that back-to-back. And I didn't think of Walter because he was so dominant on the NXT UK brand. But if you include the NXT UK and it's all under one umbrella, again, almost like Samoa Joe, could you get a more legit-looking wrestler? I think I just heard on William Regal's podcast, he says Walter is so good because he learned who he was as a wrestler. He's a lion, and he learned how to be that lion. And, like, such a dominant guy, and I just, I really hope now he's on the main roster. I see him with the IC belt. I hope he gets a long, good push. One of my absolute favorites currently wrestling right now. I've got Rampage Wrestling promoter and owner Eric Grayson, and he's got Asuka, Kevin Owens, Walter, Adam Cole, and The Revival. All right, awesome. I've got Scooter Flournoy. He's got Paige, Bobby Roode. Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins, and Oscar. I got Jesse from New Hampshire, big fan of the show. He's got Adam Cole, Kevin Owens, Finn Bauer, Samoa Joe, and Braun Breaker. So second-generation wrestler Braun Breaker getting a few votes. I think there's a lot of upside with that kid. I've got Desiree Mendez. She has Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, and in the comments, she said, that's my wife. <laughs> Adam Cole, Keith Lee, 
and Alistair Black. Oh, that's nice. I liked it. We got some Alistair Black and Keith Lee in there, too. You forget sometimes there was so many talented champions they had in NXT that some of these guys are kind of falling off the radar for me a little bit here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there was tw- there's 20 NXT champions total, and that's just that's not counting the women or anything UK. Right, absolutely. Or the tag teams, where you have tag teams like the Revival slash FTR, American Alpha, DIY, and Authors of Pain. Right, exactly. I've got Raymond Wong. He's got Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre, and Andrade. All right, Andrade. That's another great one. There's a guy. I thought when he first got to NXT, I remember for whatever reason, it just wasn't really clicking with him. And then they had, oh man, I'm blanking out on her name, but she just came back to WWE and they had paired her. They put him, put him with Selena Vega. Selena Vega. Selena Vega, thank you. And so I thought they were such a great act. And by the time he lost that belt, I wasn't ready for him to lose it. I got former BCW heavyweight champion Father Padge, and he's got Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Asuka, and Adam Cole. Awesome. Awesome list. And let's hear it. We saved the main event for last. I've got Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Sasha Banks. Absolutely. I can't believe Charlotte wasn't on those lists more. I think it's just she was there at the same time as Bailey. I think Sasha... Charlotte and Bailey were there at the same time that we kind of forget about that. We start thinking about Asuka's long dominant reign and some of the other people. But yeah, all three of those women right. probably be there. Charlotte Flair actually was, I believe, she was the inaugural champion. Yeah, you're right. Looking at these votes, I have some of the lists I have numbered down. I look like I saw the most people had were Cole, Champa, and then I kind of lost track. I don't know. Like I feel like Cole and Champa should be here, but I'd, go ahead. I'd say Oscar would probably hit that number three spot. All right, I, if I'm not, cool with uh, that. if not higher. Wait, no, no, you're right. I guess yeah, so let's 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 take those three. Let's debate with those three a little bit. So. I think you make a great point. Asuka should be at least in the final two because she did have such a dominant reign. That is for sure. So is Adam Cole or Ciampa? I feel like Ciampa was just an excellent, excellent champion. But when I think of NXT, I still kind of think of Cole in the Undisputed Era. Yeah, Cole, Cole definitely had his reign on top. And, I mean, even with the stuff he's doing now, you can't book him any better than what they did back there in NXT. Yeah, I agree. So, out of these three, out of Cole, Ciampa, and Asuka, who would you like to see removed? Uh, I think I'd have to go ahead and, and give Ciampa the axe. I do too. Not because like he's super talented, but I just think in terms of the way all the performers were booked, they were all booked strong. But I just feel like Cole and Asuka just slightly a little bit ahead there. Like Cole just felt like he was longer in that main event position. I think partly because Ciampa was injured for a while too. And then Asuka just, I think, has the most credible reign out of everybody. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If I were, if I were to vote for a number one, I, I, I believe Asuka would be my number one because yeah, I mean, there was just sheer dominance. Anybody that they put in front of her, she just took them out. 
and she continued that on the main roster up and up until WrestleMania and Charlotte Flair. Thousand percent. Yeah, I remember. I thought they kind of missed the boat with that. Like there was no nothing wrong with that. Like Charlotte's a great wrestler, one of the greatest of all time. But I just felt like Oscar's undefeated streak because she was still kind of new to that main roster audience. I was like, man, if we could have just kept her undefeated at that mania, I, w- I wanted to see her go to the following year mania and then see them try to unify the belts and then maybe somebody cash the money in the bank on her. Like, I just thought there was so much potential for that streak. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to agree with you. I think this week we're going to crown Asuka as the champion. She will be our number one. I wanted to ask you a little bit about BCW Pro Wrestling. What exactly do you do with BCW Pro Wrestling, and how long have you been affiliated with it? I've been affiliated with BCW since 1999, since its its inception. I've done everything. I've wore every hat you could imagine in BCW. I have been wrestler. I have been booker promoter and on and on. Right now, I am the promoter for the Texas brand. We have an Oklahoma brand, which is our main our main deal. And then Texas, I'm building towns like they used to do in the territory days. Awesome, Mike. I love that. I didn't know there was an Oklahoma brand. That's awesome. So you guys, yeah. So you got Oklahoma, Texas. This is great. And for people who don't know, Mike, how long have you been in the wrestling business for altogether? I broke in July of 1999, which that's 20-something years. Yeah, twenty three. I believe you. I think I, my my. Right. I got my math lessons from Scott Steiner once upon a time. <laughs> That's all right, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll ask you one more question here. I just want to know what are some of your future goals with BCW Pro Wrestling for anyone interested. You can find it BCW underscore Pro on TikTok, and you can search BCW Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Those are the two main deals we're working on trying to get the YouTube stuff together and get that going sometime very soon. I've got a couple of matches up right now and we're just going to continue banging them out and working with it. We've got an event coming up next Saturday, the 16th in Leveland, Texas. We're teaming up with South Plains Championship Wrestling. We're doing uh, what's called Conspiracy and our Texas champion wild card is going to be facing a guy from Control Your Narrative named Tino Valentino. Awesome, man. BCW Pro Wrestling. If you haven't checked it out yet, absolutely check it out. Me and Joe had the privilege of doing some commentary for these guys, and it's hard-hitting Texas wrestling. So if you like hard-hitting Texas wrestling, you grew up on that, you watched it back in the old days, maybe on ESPN, this is that kind of wrestling. Hard-hitting. They bring it. Mike, thank you so much for doing the show, and we appreciate having you on here, man. Hey, I appreciate being here, Dave. All right, Mike. We will be in touch as always. As for the fans tuning in, thank you for checking us out at the Working Fans Podcast, and check out BCW Pro Wrestling. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 